0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Genre Geeks, episode four. It's been a minute, but we're back. I'm, of course, AJ, and with me is Darren Young and Matt Combs. Sub guys? Hello.
1: Hello. So hello. Just,
0: hello again. <laughs> John, hello. <laughs> we're going to just dive straight into this. How is y'all's? Well, well, I say week, but it's been like a couple. It's been, I think, four months since the last time you recorded.
1: How's, how's your last four how's months been?
0: <laughs> hey, Darren, has anything big <laughs> happened to you in the last four months?
2: Uh, I uh, I got new pants. Nice. That's cool. Also, I had a baby. <laughs> a
0: baby. <laughs> baby Jackson.
2: Which seemed like the leading question that was that was and, there, but oh my yeah. god, you
0: did have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah.
2: But yes, uh, I had a baby. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, actually, the pants thing is actually more relevant than it sounded <laughs> like it was because. I am a kind of person that lives very minimally in terms of like clothing. I pretty much, wear the same clothes, wear the same pants. Like, I, I don't really branch out when it comes to like you know being fashionable, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling Brandy the other day, I got first off, I got two pairs of pants for Christmas, and then I also got two pairs of shoes for Christmas. Which means that right now I currently have two pairs of pants. And three pairs of shoes that are all wearable, and that's never happened in my entire life. Hey,
0: (laughs) look at you. You come up.
2: (laughs) Uh, So I feel like I'm living in complete luxury right now. Dude, that's what's funny
0: about that is I my every year it's I never ask for it. I've never made it a big deal upon like appreciating it every year. My parents get me a new pair of like shoes for I say, like they got me shoes for Christmas and uh, my parents are huge into Asics. They just, I also really enjoy Asics. So like every year, yeah. they take a trip out to, I think in Dallas they have like a big outlet store, and they just spend a bunch of money there. And that's the shoes I wear for like the entire year. Yeah, are no, these, these Christmas shoes. And so uh, last last Christmas, so not the most recent Christmas, they got me these blue pair of Asics, which I loved, and I use them like every single day. Those those are my everyday shoes. But it kind of sucked because it, they're very, very blue, so they only go with stuff that goes with blue, which I don't ultimately care, but it, you know, can look tacky. So this sure. year, they got me straight black ones, and like I had to emphasize how much I appreciated it, because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I literally would, again. yeah, I'm like, literally these are the shoes I'm going to be wearing for, like, everything, Yeah, <laughs> and they actually work for everything now.
2: Yeah, no, that's so, yeah. definitely how I feel is, like, I don't buy shoes ever because I can always count on my dad to buy me at least one pair of shoes mm-hmm. and he went all out this year me two pairs of shoes so it's been a good year you know, it's been a good start to the year so far <laughs> I guess. 2020
0: child- is looking like my year boys <laughs> <laughs> I
1: guess I need to try out ACs because I've never uh, really tried those
2: I hear good nice. things about them
0: they're comfortable I don't even know
2: what brand they are they're just shoes to me so yeah, <laughs> shoes I mean, they're, are shoes
0: they're nice they remind me of like Nike like the imagine what the employees at uh, champs like would wear kind of thing. They're not, they're not Jordans by any means. They're like they're kind of athletic looking Nike shoes hmm. and the ones I prefer from them are just they're really like solid colors so straight black straight blue straight red kind of thing and I just yeah. I like those kind of shoes and I like them a lot. Hmm. So as fun as this conversation is <laughs> <laughs> you uh, thought it wasn't
2: relevant and it was.
0: Turns out we have a lot of hot takes on shoes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nike is better.
0: Well dude, what's funny is like Amber and I have we have two shoe racks, like full like actual shoe racks that are supposed to house like a basically a family's worth of shoes. There's like four shelves on it. Amber has three out of the four shelves. <laughs> I have <laughs> oh one God. row and that includes my house shoes, so like my slides, my flip flop stuff, my work boots, and my shoes, which are two pair, my blue ones that I got two Christmases ago, <laughs> and my black ones I got for Christmas this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah that's a no, lot of you, not my shoes.
2: I don't like having to decide like what shoes to wear, so I appreciate it. like, and actually, the two shoes that I've got the two pairs I got for Christmas, I haven't even worn yet because I'm afraid to mess them up you know, it's like, <laughs> because I'm not very careful, and I also like am active outside and stuff because like I started wearing these other shoes that I got last year. That I haven't worn yet, either, up until like halfway through the year this year, and they're already like got holes in them, and it's, it's like, geez, dude, like I'm gonna go through these things so yeah I don't
0: just do like be like a 12 year old, just get your play shoes.
2: I do have my play shoes. That's for pretty- Okay. Dude, I and then have your
0: going out <laughs> shoes. You're, Oh, I'm going to like a sit down restaurant kind of shoes.
2: Darren, out
1: of the eight year eight or whatever, how many years I've known you, I have noticed that you go through like shoes and clothes, stuff that like wear and tears like instantly. And I don't know. It's very impressive. Not going to lie. <laughs> that's
0: I mean, living as living optimally and efficiently. I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? Um, But all right, this is a great conversation. What else do we have on the ballot?
0: Well, I guess we'll kind of as fun as this is, let's kind of bring it somber (laughs) for a minute. (laughs) Somber. Uh, Yeah, pretty somber. Uh, Kobe died.
2: Oh, God. And we can't
0: not talk about that. that's true. That seriously shook me.
2: Yeah, the, the way I feel like this is like I'm talking as if like, like 9 11 or something like that how did how did you find out like where were you when you found out
0: i mean yeah i I was about to do what were you uh
2: i mean i was just sitting installing like a little baby gate in our one of our doors and brandy was just like yelled across the room or across the house and was like hey kobe died in a helicopter after crash i was like what and she's like kobe bryant died i was like are you serious and then i just looked at my phone real quick and like as i was looking at my phone i got a notification from espn saying and reporters are saying Kobe Bryant died, and I was like, "What the crap is happening?" Like yeah. the thing that was craziest for me is that like he was just in the news, obviously like yesterday or well they, the day before it happened because of the uh, LeBron James passing him in total points for his yeah. career, and so it was just like it was a really relevant. There was a lot of posts for to Kobe Bryant, a lot of posts from Kobe Bryant, and so it was like it was all relevant. And then like the next day, within hours, you know, he's dead. He's dead, and it's like, holy crap! Like it's I. I seriously like when I was at when she told me that I, I was sitting there on the ground with my jaw dropped like just for like at least I, I have no idea a long time.
0: Yeah, dude, so. it, it I was convinced it was a hoax because Matt, you're the one that broke cheap. it to me. You broke it to me. I was at work. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, I felt my pocket vibrate like a bunch. So that usually means that there's like a conversation and like a group chat I have Airmen. And so like Kobe's dead. And I'm like, what? So I Googled him like whatever. And then I it look, it's like TMZ and like It's crazy to see the news rolling out because mm-hmm. like all of a sudden everyone started posting about it people at work so like i i i'm, I'm pretty quiet at work just because i don't i mean my coworkers are fine but i just have zero in common with them so i just don't talk to them i'm in my own head doing my own thing and so i just kind of like said out loud I'm like guys kobe's dead and ever like this girl i don't talk to at work she's nice don't talk she goes shut up <laughs> and like she immediately like, <laughs> takes out her phone and like calls her uh her fiance and she's like did you hear about kobe and like they started like every like people were shook yeah. who as far as i was concerned didn't give a crap about basketball
2: that's the thing that is the biggest to yeah. me because like I, I think that a lot of people are talking about like are taking the you know counterculture or hot take route of like well, do you care about the people that are on the plane? No, oh, yeah. you got thoughts the, on, on the that. But we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and that's the thing that uh, Kobe Bryant's life transcended basketball. Absolutely. And, like, and I, I think that uh, because you can, it's evidenced by the fact that everyone was talking about it, and not just sports. Like, if it was like I don't know Russell Westbrook, for example, that died, like people would be talking about it, but not everyone knows who Russell Westbrook. Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook is. You know what I mean? Not not people in other countries, not people like even outside of the basketball realm, like. He's a very, very popular place, person in basketball, but he's not popular outside of basketball, really. You know, not like Kobe Bryant, at least, because he's everywhere. You know, he's been on commercials. He's been, you know. He's, Dude, he he's won been an everyone. Oscar. Exactly. And that's the thing that's like different about Kobe Bryant is that everyone knows, knew who Kobe Bryant was, and everyone has their own opinions on him and those kind of things. But regardless, he, his life and his legacy transcended the sport, unlike a lot of other uh, like athletes have. Yeah, and he... that's the thing that's different, like,
0: absolutely he's one of the the dudes like like the mount rushmore or at least like the top five he's in those he's in the conversation and so plus he was young
2: oh yeah 41 41 years years old old, dude he
0: had his whole life ahead of him and i was talking to
2: matt actually um uh, a couple days ago i can't remember what it was but we were talking about i think it was the same day it happened or maybe the next day actually and i think one of the saddest parts about it is really his daughter um, obviously Kobe Bryant dying is really crappy, but his daughter, like she was, you know, Shame, she's 13 dude. years old.
0: She's yeah, dude, 13 that's and terrible. like,
2: you know, it was going to likely carry on Kobe's legacy in the WNBA. Like, cause she had already like committed to UConn and to play for the Huskies and like, you know, the WNBA was, I, I'm not excited, but I'm sure that they were ready for her to become I'm the I'm sure face they the would have jumped
0: on that in a yeah, heartbeat.
2: Exactly. She I could mean, have picked her he was, team. If she was still good enough, you know, at that time, which surely she would have been, then she would have been to become the face of the WNBA and probably done a lot for them. And, you know, it's just like, that's crazy. Like, and yeah, I is. think that we're talking about um, Kobe and Jimmy. Kobe was on Jimmy Kimmel. And one of the things he asked him was, like, you know, so when you're in the streets, uh, do people, like, ask you, you know, what do they ask you about? And you know, about you know, well, Kobe was like, yeah, people always ask, like, oh, you guys didn't have a son. Who's going to carry on the legacy? And then, like, Gianna is, like, next to him, and she's like, Hey, dude! I will. <laughs> and so, ball up, just man. Like, let's go. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And she's just like she was ready to carry on the legacy, even though she's not like going to be in the NBA. But you know, they tried. I think apparently they tried like four times. I think you have four daughters, and then they gave up. <laughs> in, in terms of having trying to have a guy. Yeah. But like either way, like she was ready to carry that legacy, and it's like holy crap. Like I don't know. It's obviously it sucks for everyone involved in playing, but maybe this can segue into the next part, which you, what you might have an opinion on as well, is that this is maybe my hot take for the episode. Uh, I think it's okay to admit that a person's life is more important than someone else's life. this,
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. It's, it might be wrong for me to say that, but like if you touch more people's lives and you impact more people's lives, then it's okay to say that your life was more important. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying that like necessarily that like those people on the helicopter weren't more important, but it's Kobe Bryant. Like, you know, it's the same thing. Like if, like, I don't know, the president got shot tomorrow. Like, everyone's going to care about it because they're more important to the world. You know, if, if I die tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of people in my realm talking about it. And no one in Wisconsin is going to be talking about my death. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because I haven't touched those people. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that, like, I'm a bad person. It just means that I wasn't as impactful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's I just, got you. It's, I'm it's in the those... same...
0: Go ahead, go ahead, Matt.
1: It's just one of those things that, like, when you hear someone say that, you're just like, oh, God, how can you say like, that? It sounds, yeah, it just sounds shocking, it sound, but it's it also like you're supposed to, say, to be upset by it. But, like, that. when you yeah. think about it, it makes somewhat sense. But, like, I mean, I still, I'm on the fence about that opinion of what you just Here, here's said, really. The thing.
0: I agree uh, mostly. My thing is, my whole take with this is no one has the right to tell you how you should feel when it comes to there being a tragedy. I don't know the names of the other people who died. I have no responsibility or obligation to learn that. I know Kobe. I know mm-hmm. a little bit of his daughter. He's been in, you know, in, he's been a, a figure in my life, my basically my whole life. So I have every right to feel super sad about that. And I just, I don't know the other people. People die all the time, every single day. I don't know them. I don't care.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know? yes.
0: If, yeah, if I got on a plane and died and freaking Garth Brooks was on that plane. I know what the headlines going to read. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. give a crap. It's just it's fine. It's not Garth I'm, Brooks
2: in <laughs> local magician. died. At <laughs>
0: <point>. <laughs> Podcast legend. AJ. <laughs> But like, yeah, like, and just that, so that bothers me when everyone's like, really, do you know the names of other people? No, I do not. And I have no obligation to feel any sad, extra sadness towards them. My sadness is for Kobe because I, he was a figure in my life. I know, I right. knew him. Right. Uh, my, the thing that bugs me even more so are all these people on like Facebook and crap talking about like, yeah, Kobe Bryant died, but you're sad. What about all the troops who die every single day? I'm like, so am I not supposed, you're right. So I'm, I'm not supposed to feel sad then for Kobe.
2: I'm not allowed to feel
0: sad for anything because there are troops who are dying too.
2: Okay, so now going forward, you have to then post every single time a troop dies on Facebook to show that you're so empathetic for all the troops. Exactly. That's the only (laughs) time those things come up is whenever someone important dies, and then they're like, well, these people are also important. Okay, so from now on, then you have to make sure that's important. Like, (laughs) if if you're making that claim that their lives are, I'm not saying that their lives are more or less, but I'm just saying, if you're making that claim, it's like, well, these guys are cool too. It's like, well, then... You be the person, be the champion of the thing that you're trying to believe, whatever. Yeah. So, and I don't the know. thing
0: is, like, in my, my quick comeback, because there was a guy at work who did that. So, like, uh, this guy, this douchebag guy at work who. I'm trying to figure out the personality trait or need for a person to be the guy that has to try to crap on people who are literally mourning. So. I mean, morning to a degree, it, it mm-hmm. obviously I, I wasn't friends with Kobe. I don't know him like that, but I figure sure. my life was lost in a moment. So I was pretty sad. I'm like, what the freaking crap? Like it just, it had me reminded me life is precious and fragile. If a freaking superhero like Kobe can die, then what, you know, I can die right now. I can die on my way home. I was thinking about that. And this dude comes in talking about freaking like, we got all these soldiers who die. And what, what do you guys care about that? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's called Memorial day. <laughs> like we have a whole thing committed to them. So yes, we, we clearly give a crap. Do you not remember that? <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, yeah. Cause yeah, we don't have to work that day. Bit. It's a pretty, yeah. I'm like that. There you go. I'm like, it's where's national basketball player die day. No, let me feel sad then.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that people always want to like, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's okay to feel sad when people people die. I think it's also feel feel sad when people die that are important. <laughs> again, like if I die and then everyone like freaks out and like, oh, this guy died. Like, I'd be surprised. Like, why? Why do you care about me? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I understand my place in the world. Like, I'm not important. And that's okay. But like, if, again, if President Trump got shot tomorrow, like, I guarantee you all those people will be freaking out. Like, I, and I'm not saying that this is because of Trump or whatever. I'm just saying it's because he has a really important, he's an important figure. Or I don't know if Keanu Reeves got ran over by a train tomorrow, like everyone would be freaking out because everyone knows who he is. Like it's, and that doesn't, I don't know. It just, it
0: I got just you, dude. to do it. Th- what really, really bums me out. I purposely didn't watch the video, but I don't need to, to understand the context. There's a comedian. I I mean, I, I like this comedian named Ari Shafir. He, um, he does a thing on comedy or did a thing on YouTube and I think comedy central called uh, this isn't happening. He is on, he was uh he's friends with Joe Rogan. So he's on that podcast quite a bit. He's a funny comedian, very funny. And he had one of those bits where he's like, Kobe was a rapist and blah, 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 blah. And everyone's I'm like, okay, you know, opinions held or thought of whatever for his accusation to be clear. yeah, Exactly.
2: It wasn't even um, uh, if the cartas are dropped. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even, whatever.
0: even if he did, uh, I'm like, can I not... You're going to tell me that I'm not allowed to feel sad about this dude dying? Like, I, to me, I just... I am flabbergasted by the audacity of people. Because here, I get it. I was, and I, I'm I'm slowly losing... I say slowly. I'm losing that whole, like, I have to think contrarian... Or be a contrarian in order to feel more intelligent. Maybe that's right. their bit. Maybe, yeah. It doesn't take... You're not smarter for standing on the outside every single time. Right. Because if you are by nature a contrarian then you're just as bad as the people who blindly follow everything because your actions and thoughts are still being dictated by the general mass the public so like the people that feel the need to be like oh kobe's dead really well he did this this and that and do you care about this i don't screw you dude i'm sad kobe's dead he's he was a superhero to me like imagine if they to me he's like oh if like well, he's not a wrestler anymore, but like if The Rock died or John Cena died like that, those are athletic figures in my mind who excelled in their field. And that's just crazy that in a moment in a th- it's not like disease took him or he drank and drove, uh, you know, hit his car. He in a just a freak accident is just gone like that yeah. is everyone is entitled to feel as sad as they want.
1: Yeah. Did, did you all see Absolutely. some of like the. um? Uh, updates when that was like first happening I think there was an update like right before the day was over but like uh, as to like why like I think it was like the um uh what's it called the flight association like the people that oversee flying and stuff you know they uh, um, no, sure. I, didn't, I didn't i forgot what it was called but anyway they um they were saying that like the flight controller was saying that yeah they actually grounded a helicopter that normally flies around that day because it was so foggy and that, I guess that pilot thought it wasn't too foggy. So he took off and honestly it was, so it's, it's very, it's a lot, it's even more sad to think that he died when it could have been avoided too.
0: Yeah. Do you see the Mavs retired number 24?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the whole live. league should.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, yeah, also. I
0: I agree. Uh, Cause you know, the day Michael Jordan dies, they're going to retire 23.
2: Yeah. Um, one one thing uh, that I thought was I, I already posted it on Facebook, Facebook too, but probably I, I think you saw it too, uh, AJ. But the the conductor.
0: Yeah, I meant to respond to that. I was gonna respond. To, yeah, I was gonna respond to that.
2: <laughs> I uh, if you haven't seen it, any of our listeners haven't seen the video, just look it up on YouTube. It's called Kobe Bryant the conductor. It's a Nike advertisement that was playing whenever he was retiring. Uh, it's probably my favorite Kobe thing ever. It's so awesome. It's. <laughs> Uh, it just really encompasses his career uh, as to like, and it's really, it, this kind of maybe we'll segue a little bit as well, but um Kobe pretty much was hated his, throughout his entire career. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like people will say now that he's like, you know, one of the best of all time, especially yeah. after what happened, you know, but like whenever he was in the, in the league, just how LeBron is right now, he, he was ridiculed all the time. Freaking and choke.
0: Was, uh, Where's his six rings? Uh, exactly. da, 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 attitudes. Yeah.
2: And it's like, and now the, uh, attitude has completely shifted and which as it should have for sure. But I, I guess it's just frustrating to me because like Kobe was like death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like he was hated throughout his entire career and he knew he was hated. And actually like, it's really, really interesting because Kobe was one of those people that like not care about anything else that anyone else was doing. Uh, he was all about winning. He didn't care about his teammates. He didn't care about his coaches. He didn't care about the league. He didn't care about his family. Like, he was about winning basketball games. And that's something that, like, you can... speaks to his character. You can be, you know, in favor of that or not. But, like, that's, that's all he cared about. When he was playing basketball, he was playing basketball, and he was there to win. Like, that's, like, the quote-unquote, the mama mentality or whatever, which is... It's really cool. I, I mean, there are a few athletes out there that can do that. But, man, like, it's... It's that, that video, I think, encompasses his entire career for sure really well. So. Have, you, have you
1: seen that video where um, he's like on some stage? He's kinda, it seems like he's kind of doing a TED Talk or something. But he, Yeah, like, the Kobe
0: he, system? Yeah.
1: Dude, yeah those dude, videos that's are my really
0: favorite cool. bit from Kobe. The one
1: with yeah. uh, Kanye West is in the crowd.
0: <laughs> what does yes. that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if I'm already... Uh, successful at being successful. <laughs> be more successful.
2: <laughs> what does he say? I can't remember the quotes that he says. He's Something like, an uh,
0: Can you be a different animal but the same, but the beast? same
2: beast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, What does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs>
0: Dude, whoever wrote that bit, oh man, that's so good. Uh, yeah, so those, those are awesome. We use those to watch are those all great. the time, Matt yeah well i'll, I'll attach them so i'll put them in the description or something i'll I'll put the links to those videos because those are fantastic
2: another really funny thing about kobe was actually one of my friends posted it, it was a gif of um kobe bryant was defending an inbound from matt barnes it's yeah like, it was like probably like 10 years ago or something like that and matt barnes was trying to get it into kobe's head and like just oh, kind of faked the ball towards yeah. his face and he didn't even flinch. It's so Ice in awesome. his god dang veins, oh my dude. Oh god, that's the coolest thing. Like, I... Dude, I, if you were, you're you Matt Barnes and you're doing that, you're already a little... F- anyways. <laughs> 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 you're like, come on, man. Like, why are you doing that in the first place? And then when Kobe doesn't flinch, is like, man, I feel like at that point in time, you've put the basketball down and just, like, go change <laughs> <set> genders.
0: <laughs> dude, like, that now <laughs> Yeah, dude. God, uh, it's so brutal. That is one of the most, like savage moments. Cause it's like, he would have just taken a ball to the face if he wasn't freaking, the dude wasn't bluffing <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and Kobe. Yeah. Oh God. That is, that's one of those moments where it's like, you may be hardcore, but are you this hardcore? Like, Oh God. I mean, just, it, he just, I don't know what it was in that moment. So his either just pure drug. Cause I, I knew, I remember that game actually. And they were, there was bad blood during that game. <laughs> they were, they were jacking each other up pretty good. So like, that kind of just focus or go ahead, do it. I don't care. But like this whatever that is that overcome his body to fight the reflexes of a professional athlete.
2: Yeah. And like, there's no <laughs> way it's like, how would he see it coming? Like, and if he didn't see him coming, how did he not flinch? Like,
0: I don't know, dude. <laughs> if
2: like I, would, I, I wouldn't flinch is if I was already thinking like, he's probably going to fake the ball in my face.
0: But like, <laughs> you if he wasn't
2: thinking, if he wasn't thinking it was coming and still didn't flinch. Like what a freaking baller. That's so crazy. to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's, I was really sad about that. And I can't say that I was always a Kobe fan because I haven't really been actively following basketball except for like the last five years or so. I mean, of course I still knew who he was and still followed him a little bit, but I mean, I'm I'm not going to say, admit that I was the biggest Kobe fan ever, but man, it's still, I, I guess one thing it's, it's more like kind of what AJ was talking about in terms of perspective, like, like, yeah, he just, you know literally the day before was in the news like a bunch and like you know the, all these instagram posts Dude. then the next morning he's dead it's like holy you crap you know what's even
1: like... crazier i did y'all read lebron's statement what he said about COVID? uh i don't believe so he he was just saying stuff about how he's sad and all but he apparently lebron like called him that morning then like probably 8 or 7 a.m. Yeah, the before, to, he, died. before like, he left. Yeah, he called the plane, him. Yep. They were talking on the phone. All right, man, well, I'll see you later. He got on the plane, took off to head to another... This is LeBron. He got on the plane, took <laughs> off to go to another... <laughs> to get back to Los Angeles, yeah. yeah. And he got off the plane, and he heard LeBron... Or uh, Kobe died. And I just can't imagine. Like, you hear his voice, like, five hours before his death. Like,
2: I. Uh... Yep.
0: Life well, well, precious, like, dude.
2: His, uh... I think it was Kobe texted... LeBron's son or something like that or I can't remember who it was texted somebody oh, I, know I, think was Lebr- I think it was I think it LeBron's son and was like hey man you alright and he was like yeah I'm good I'm still trying to get some get some work in the gym done like how are you doing man Kobe never responded yeah
0: yeah dude that's that's rough man
2: that's, man life yeah. is
0: really precious man like in a moment like you're not and that's just as you get older I, I always heard that and like it is true <laughs> it is so true like you just realize how fragile life is and how in a moment you could just die and like that's it and especially in today's day and age like i uh my grandpa passed away uh the end of last year a couple of a couple months ago and we live in a moment now where i can literally look at the last text message uh, exchange we had i can look at the last post he made on facebook like yeah it's so crazy how fragile life is so as somber as that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm forever going to immortalize Kobe in that where oh, yeah. anytime I swish that friggin rolled up paper towel into my trash can I'm going to do little Kobe and then kiss my hand <laughs> and point up to the sky
2: <laughs> people are saying that people in gyms from now on should not play 21 anymore they should just play Kobe Kobe yeah. is you play to 24 and then if you if you bust you bust going to 24 you get set back to 8 Heck oh, yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> what a life.
0: There you go. And that's what kind of pull that, that is, that is a giant testament to to Kobe's influence over the game, dude. So yep. definitely going to miss him. That is, it's crazy. But so moving on with our, uh, with our conversations. First off, was there anything else you guys wanted? I know that was a huge chunk of our time, but was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about uh, going on in your lives like last you know week or so or anything worth mentioning?
1: Mm. Not really.
0: No. Also to stay to stay topical, Grammys were the other night, and I am a I don't know if there's a term yet, Matt. Do you know if there's a term for a Billy Eilish fan? <laughs> if they have like Eilish heads or Billy Billy fans or something? Bro, I'm
1: getting to the really point. Notes. Hey, I'm getting to the point where I've been <laughs> I've been out long enough where I don't know. Ling or anything either, so no, I don't know. Anything. You're,
0: you're that's your whole bit is you keep us young, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta tell us the, the... I'm that. <laughs> can,
1: it be Gill- can it be Billy goats? I can't, I can't do that forever, man. I'm getting to the point Let's where start I start that, that now, anymore.
0: I guess. Uh, so yeah, so Billy, if you didn't know, Darren, uh, uh Billy uh, Eilish freaking swept the Grammy or the yeah, the Grammys. Really, she won oh, yeah. f- uh, for sure four. I'm pretty sure she won five Grammys. I'm gonna look it up real yeah. quick. Uh, so The I watched a tiny, tiny bit of it, and if you don't know, which this is interesting. Oh God, she won six awards, dude. Really? (laughs) Okay, no, she won. She won five. She was nominated for six.
1: Okay, that's still pretty good.
0: She won. Okay, uh, she was nominated for pop solo uh, performance, and she didn't win. She was nominated for that, but she won pop vocal album, uh, best record, best new artist, best song, and best album.
2: Jeez, Louise.
0: So, and this is interesting, too, because I had to look it up. There's a difference, and I didn't know the difference between a a record and like for awards regarding the as far as the Grammys are concerned, best song is different than best record. I didn't know the difference between the two.
2: I don't. I still don't. Let's hear it.
0: The song is apparently looked at very objectively. So it's like the lyrics, the music, like written out kind of thing, like it's who sings it, how what I guess like uh how it's sung is fairly irrelevant. They're ad- objectively looking at this song. So that's song which she won best of, and then there's record which is like that's more contributed to the artist. So Billy sung it really or sang it very very well. It was well mixed, well uh produced. So Think of Best Record as kind of like an all-encompassing, like, you sang the song the best. Like this is the best sounding song. Uh song Best Song is more objective, like, this is a great written song. This is uh like a like a textbook well type song. I didn't know it went in. I song.
1: didn't know it went in that deep. That's
0: crazy. I didn't either, dude, because I was convinced. I was about to because I my typical thing of like, it's the same thing. <laughs> Apparently there's some difference. But Dude, like watching the clip was great because Billy, she won, I think for sure, two back to back. I don't know if she won like more than that back to back. But so it was like (laughs) she goes up, wins one of the awards. I don't remember the order. So she won an award, went up hey, you know, I thank you guys so much. This means a lot. Thank you, fans. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Phineas. Uh, and they cheer. She gets off. They do a couple other stuff. Wins another award, comes up. She's like, uh, well, thank you again. Uh, I, get, I forgot to mention thank you to my parents. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you so much. Thank you, blah, blah, blah. Sits down. Wins another one, comes up again. <laughs> she's just like, OK, thank you. And then just gets back <laughs> off stage and then she immediately gets called up again and like the camera cuts to her and she's like kind of looks she's not upset by any means, but she's like, oh, my freaking God, like kind of like drops her shoulders like. <laughs>
2: OK, next <and> then, time at <laughs> <of> the Grammys, <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, you know, four words at a time, please. But Billy,
0: uh, while we have you up here, let me hand you. <laughs> let's do
2: these other ones. Uh, no, no, Billy, actually, we're getting word. Nope. Stay up one more time. <laughs>
0: And I, I actually, I'm full, dude. I and what's funny too is like, uh I've been secretly a Billie Eilish fan for a little while. It's been like the last couple months that I've just been bold about it. And I'm like, my wife and I are driving, and she's like, "What do you want to listen to?" I'm like, "Pop that Billie Eilish." And so <laughs> she, we'll start doing that, and she just kind of rolls her eyes. But I'm like, she, I'm like, it's a good, like, she's a good singer. I enjoyed the sound of her music, and obviously everyone else agreed because she forgets she's the youngest uh, to ever win what's called the big four. Uh, I think she's the youngest. She's the youngest to do something. I think it's may- maybe win all of them or something, but the big four are like the, uh, best album, best song, best, uh, uh, record, best, you know, whatever she won all of those. And I'm pretty sure she, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. She's pretty sure she was the youngest one.
1: I think, wow. I think she is too. Cause her- that album didn't, that album came out before she was 18. Like she just turned 18 recently. So, I mean, if you want to she's say the it, you
0: youngest know. ever to win best new artist and the second youngest to ever win the wait at 18, Billie Eilish is one of the youngest ever to win. Okay. At 18, she's the second youngest artist to ever win the new artist Grammy, which is, it's one of the ones she wants is just new artist. That's crazy to think, dude, uh, you, Darren, uh, showed us the video, when, uh, when we were at his house, the, uh, carpool karaoke bit where that if if that doesn't infuriate aspiring artists where she did the told the story of like she's like it was like 2014 and my (laughs) brother's like i'm gonna make you the world's biggest pop star and (laughs) six short years later (laughs) she is curb stomping records and destroying the grammys
2: but also how crazy is that too to be in that position where you're like yeah, we're going to be the biggest pop stars in the world. And then it actually happens. Yeah. It's and then like- you
0: get tired of walking up to the stage because <laughs> the world keeps saying you're the best at this thing. So- it was great. Yeah, it was great, too, because like when she like literally when she won best, I think it was best album. She went up and she was like, uh, can I just say that Ariana Grande deserves this? She <laughs> like, did? Yeah, she did. She was like, seriously, Ariana Grande deserves this thing. This award and like Ariana Grande is like in the crowd, like kind of looking at her, like, no, girl, like it was like, it was actually a cool moment where she's like, seriously, like, she's like, it's good, it's good, do enjoy your moment, this is good, you know, you're good. So, like, that's crazy, uh, actually. It really was like, to be clear, I usually don't give a crap about this, uh, yeah. but I like Billie Eilish and she deserves all those awards. It was, it was crazy to like just kind of be like fairly ignorant to like how impactful she is. Cause I'm just like, that's I you know, I like her music. It's real good. And then just watching all her peers, like throwing awards at her <laughs> and she's a child, dude. She's freaking like 18 and her yeah. career could go nowhere, but up hopefully. So that was the, the Grammy talk, which will lead into the next discussion, which, uh, I hopefully we'll have more to say is, uh, the Oscars are coming up literally, uh, next week. So they, oh, really? it, uh, January, uh, I'm sorry, February 9th. So, so yeah, like nine days. Or, not, or not, maybe not 90s. Well, I don't know when this will air. But February 9th are the Oscars. And I care significantly more about that. Not to say that there aren't problems. With it, but I care significantly more about that. Because I, I do... Uh, I'm, the, I'm the movie guy.
2: Well, AJ is the movie guy.
0: I am the movie guy. That's my identity. If you challenge it, I'll take offense <laughs> to it. <laughs> oh, so speaking of that. This is really random. But I have to mention this. At work today, I had a woman... Ask me, so I, I cut meat. I work at HEB. I'm, I cut meat, and we have these giant steaks called uh, tomahawks uh, ribeyes. Picture a, a ribeye or just any steak you want with a giant bone that is probably a foot long. So it looks like a, it looks like a tomahawk. Really. It looks like the blade is the, is the meat. And then the handle is this bone. So it's, it's huge. And people usually marvel at it. like Oh, that's neat. This woman comes up and she's like, Oh, that's a giant bone. I'm like, yeah, uh, yes it is. It's, it's uh it's very good. She's like, that, <laughs> it's like a dinosaur bone. That's Fred Flintstone. I'm sorry. Do you know, do you even know who Fred Flintstone is? And I just looked at her. And I'm like, are you seriously asking me if I know who Fred Flintstone is? <laughs> like i look so in that moment when people ask me that because i usually take kind of offense to that where i'm like i answer it in like a really condescending way where like for in this example over to me like fred flintstone you are talking about the the husband of Wilma Flintstone, father of Pebbles, neighbor of Barney and, you know, and Betty, informal un- uncle of Bam Bam, owner of Dino. Is that the the Fred Flintstone you're talking about? Like That's usually the way I would respond. I was so like taken back by i'm like are you asking me about like it's not an inside joke who doesn't know? i mean maybe we're approaching that time where people like fred flintstone isn't just a common you may not have seen an episode of flintstones in your life but maybe you had chewable vitamins as a kid like, <laughs> <laughs> like, who doesn't know the concept of fred flintstone
2: chewable
0: dude it that seriously took me out like i was flabbergasted by that. And like I told us, so all, I told all my coworkers. I'm like, did you a woman asked me and I don't look like I'm 18. I don't look like I'm 16 anymore. What the crap was this person getting at? Cuz they weren't old. I would have pegged them in their 40s maybe. But my yeah, 40, so that was freaking weird. But uh so that's the kind of attitude I typically have with people. So uh Oscars <laughs> <laughs> the uh I'm the movie, how,
2: yeah. how does this relate to the Oscars?
0: <laughs> I'm the movie guy. So usually, like, yeah, so that's just my. So. <laughs> that's so good. Dude, I don't know oh, that. I, I knew I, I remember when that moment happened. I'm like, this was worth happening because it's going to be great content later. But I had to <laughs> I'm, I, if I didn't mention it, then I was going to forget. But Oscars, they're coming up. Joker has been nominated for 11 Academy Awards, and those are best sound editing. Best film editing, best makeup and hairstyling, best costume design, best sound mixing, best cinematography, best adapted screenplay, best original music score, best director, best picture, best actor. That's a lot of freaking awards. (laughs) And I don't believe it deserves almost any of them.
2: (laughs) That's crazy. Which
0: we can get to talking about. You guys (laughs) like Joker way more than I did.
2: Well, yeah, because we're film uh, casuals, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't respect films like the film bro does.
0: So here, my, yeah, my, here's <laughs> my, and I, I won't, I won't hog this conversation. But my, my quick little take on this is, uh, it's a mediocre move. It's an okay. I say mediocre. Mediocre does not mean awful or bad. It means it's, you know, mediocre. It's okay. It's a four or five out of ten. Um, wow. Uh, I mean, that's that to me is my definition of mediocre. I think Joker sits at a comfortable five to six. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix.
2: We we got an extra rating point out of him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the thing is, because what you know where that extra rating came in, uh, came from? I'm a sucker for comic books, so Joker gets that <laughs> pull. If this was not Joker, then first of all, if it wasn't Joker, people wouldn't give a crap. But
2: Joaquin I've Phoenix.
0: That. Joaquin Phoenix did a good job uh, as the Joker. It doesn't deserve best picture doesn't deserve definitely doesn't deserve best director music score. I'm indifferent about I really don't have an opinion on that adapted screenplay. I don't know because I haven't seen the script cinematography. Absolutely not sound mixing. I'm indifferent costume design. I disagree with because I just I feel I don't think anyone's costume short of the Joker's which that's not fair it's a costume it's like judging Superman's costume or Batman's costume don't think that's fair best makeup and hairstyling also seems kind of unfair because you immediately think of just the Joker but that should go to more than just the lead best film editing uh indifferent I think it did have some cool editing moments so I mean I guess it does deserve some kind of credibility best sound editing I'm also indifferent about My beef is same. Like my hot take I guess everyone like crapping on people like, Oh, don't you feel sad for Kobe? Freaking don't shouldn't care. I feel like people say, Oh, Joker deserves Oscars, but they don't, they haven't seen any of the other Oscar nominees for best picture.
2: Oh yeah, no, you're right. uh, Joker is the only movie of those lists that the, every, every every man has seen for sure. And that's what drives
0: me crazy. So like, I'm going to, uh, let me look up Oscar best picture nominees. Cause this like it this is actually it's gonna be a pretty interesting fight. So the nominees for best picture, which this one gets more than five because it this is the holy grail of uh or I guess holy grail of the Oscars. This is the big one. There's little women, uh, with Emma uh Emma uh, Thompson not Emma Thompson, Emma Watson and uh I forgot who else is in it. A lot of actually pretty big people in it. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Tarantino. Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. 1917, the movie I just mentioned earlier, has uh, Benedict mm-hmm. Cumberland in it. Parasite. <laughs> uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, uh, <laughs> Parasite, which I want to get to uh, later. Ford versus Ferrari, which uh, James Mangold, he's the guy who directed uh, 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 Walk, Walk the Line, Logan, The Irishman, uh, Martin Scorsese, Joker, self-explanatory, and Jojo Rabbit, uh, written, directed, and starring Taika Waititi. So, Everyone that's swearing, oh Joker better get an Oscar. Have they seen, have you guys seen any of their other movies? No. Okay.
2: I, I, I am not the guy that's saying the Joker's win all those Oscars. I know tonight, you are so.
0: you are not. You're absolutely yeah. not. But like I feel <laughs> like just unless people have seen, I I have only seen Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five of the movies. And I want to see a sixth one. Uh, literally tonight, I I stopped at a red box to try to pick up parasite. Uh, but it, it, it wasn't at the uh, red box. I went to, I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, but because apparently this movie's fan freaking tastic. it's Korean and it's supposed to be a just, Oh my God. Good. So people that are crapping their pants over Joker. Once I feel like once you see, and what's funny is I told you guys after I saw Jojo rabbit, how much you need to see Jojo rabbit. And this yeah, is before sure. it was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> like that's not an accident. It's nominated for several Oscars. Actually one of them for sure. I don't know what's of my head, but I know it's best picture nominee and Scarlett Johansson's uh, nominated for best supporting role in it. Cause she deserves it wholeheartedly. She was a fan freaking fantastic addition to that movie, but like, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix the mo- compared to even the Irishman, which is on Netflix and absolutely worth a watch. If you guys get the chance, I adored it. If I, I if the casual movie fan, if you guys don't, or like, you know, like you guys or any, if you're listening and you just, you enjoy movies for entertainment, I can't really recommend Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is a long, slow burn unless you're into Tarantino and I mean in on Tarantino and like movies for like actively viewing movies. I, I couldn't really recommend it to you marriage story. The Irishman, Jojo rabbit. And honestly, the Joker are the ones I would recommend. The biggest one I'd recommend is Jojo rabbit. That is the most accessible movie. I feel like, uh, of the nominees, but, uh, marriage (coughs) is on Netflix and it is fantastic. It made me almost actually, I think I, I I say, I think I wilted up. It didn't cry. I wilted up during it. Uh, But yeah, compared Jojo or Joker, I'm sorry, compared to any of the other movies here that I've seen doesn't stand a freaking chance. And it's just people who it's the first time. And this is all that to get to this. I feel like Joker is the first time people are seeing a movie not like normal, traditional Hollywood movies. And so they're crapping their pants over it because they don't realize these. This is that is what other movies are like. (laughs) the these norm- aren't,
2: yeah, movies <laughs> yeah
0: if you're not watching fast and furious or and i'm not crapping on these movies by the way i love fast and furious like fast and furious marvel you know uh tony stark kind of you know the, these big movies that you go to the theater to see you know of the three movies in a year that you go to the movies to see this is what a normal i say normal like just not these big movies this is what normal movies are like when you see joker it's g- interesting you know a more original ballsy i'll call it. At storytelling and that's why people are crapping their pants about joker because they're like oh my god what other movie has this awful character and they just they he just in a moment just kill somebody like a freaking ton huh. just take your time to like step out watch a movie that you don't know a ton about watch it watch the you know even if you don't want to of these nominees watch one of the nominated movies and you're going to realize oh other movies are are good and they're like original stories that I don't know what's going to happen kind of thing. Yeah. So I said I, I was going to hog the conversation. So y'all go ahead now and I'll talk.
2: Uh, I've said also like kind of, kind of similar to what you said earlier, AJ is that I truly believe that the movie would not matter if it was not called the Joker. People would not, I, I say it wouldn't matter. I think that it would still probably be heralded in terms of filmmaking. Um, like there would still be similar awards, but it would not be the same in terms of the Everyman. Yeah. It'd be like one of those other movies that, uh, it, and actually I think with that, with that respect too, AJ, I think that you would even like it more if it wasn't called the Joker, if it was just like a re- regular film, um, about some guy's life, because it wouldn't be so attached to that, you know, like be people, because people like it so much because it is about the Joker and, but they don't realize that it's not actually anything to do with the Joker. It doesn't matter. It, 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 it's, it doesn't matter who it is. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's one thing that I'll definitely give you, um, but I don't know. I, I, th- I think it's fine. Uh, I, I'm not a film guy. I enjoy movies for, you know, very basic reasons. Uh, so I can't really say much about that, but. I got you. I got nothing. Honestly, I think that you have have stated (laughs) everything that needs to be stated about the movie. (laughs) That's fair.
0: (laughs) And here's my thing, too. I know I I can come off and that's I've always been trying to be conscious of like, don't be that snooty, smell your own fart kind of like film. Like, actually, I think the movie like I don't want to ever have that attitude because I get it. Like my dad, for example, we had a long conversation because my dad is like, I hate critics. He's like, I don't listen to critics. Every time they say movies good, it sucks. That's fine. My dad is what I would consider the casual movie fan who watches movies passively, which is a whole conversation we can have. Uh, He watches movies uh, passively, and he wants to be entertained by it. So he pops (laughs) in the movie, sits down. There you go. Yeah. And the thing (laughs) is, that is perfectly fine. That's okay. That there is no right way to watch a movie. If that's how you watch movies, you absolutely have the right to say, "I think all the Oscar movies are full of crap. I think they're." you know, just pompous and I don't get it. And that's perfectly, f- and you know, I don't blame them or you at all for that. Uh, I get, when I do throw a fit is these people, the same people who were like, oh, freaking, I don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes. I w- just watch it for yourself kind of thing, which absolutely watch it for yourself, but don't just crap automatically on whatever Rotten Tomatoes has to say. Like they're, the Oscars are for the film people. And so sure. if you don't care about that, if you don't actively watch film and uh, then, then ignore it by all means. It, it means it should, it should mean nothing to you because what do you care about cinematography? Uh, that, I mean, that's, then that's really the, that's the last thing I'll really say about that. I i am actually kind of looking forward to this Oscar season because I really, uh, I, I've, I've actually seen a lot of these movies and uh, I really do hope that uh, a Jojo rabbit wins a bunch of stuff. Once upon a time wins a stuff. Because uh, Tarantino's great. Taika Waititi's great. Irishman was really good. So that's my thoughts. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about?
2: I don't think so. I think, uh, I think we're, I'm think i good. Yeah, I'm good, too.
0: Okay. Was there anything you guys wanted to recommend to the people? Uh, any, maybe a movie you've seen? A song, uh, I'll just I'll kind of if you guys want to think about that, I'll, I'll start. I have
2: one, but you can go ahead. Go,
0: okay. Uh, Eminem's new album. Oh, ah. that music. To be murdered by is (laughs) very good. Fantastic. (laughs) Eminem is the goat. And anyone who has anything contrary to say, listen to that album. And Eminem even said, did you see what uh, the little like thing Eminem wrote on the album?
2: No, I did not.
0: He there's a bit in it. That said, I'm trying to find uh, exactly what it said. Openly, oh, here it is. This is Eminem had an open letter. Uh, if you buy the physical album or something, it says, <clears throat> and he has to posted it. He, I say he. It's on Eminem's Instagram. It says, "Gentle listener," and this is per, I actually wholeheartedly agree with this. In today's wonderful world, murder has become so commonplace that we are a society obsessed and fascinated by it. I thought, why not make a sport of it and murder over beats? So before you <laughs> jump the gun, please allow me to explain. This album was not made for the squeamish if you're easily offended or unnerved at the screams of bloody murder this may not be a collection for you, or be the collection for you Certain selections have been designed to shock the conscience which may cause positive action. Unfortunately, darkness has truly fallen upon us so you see murder in this instance isn't always literal nor pleasant These bars are only meant for the sharpest knives in the drawer for the victims of this album, may you rest peacefully. For the rest of you, please listen more carefully, uh, more closely next time. Bro. Good night. With deepest sympathy, Eminem.
1: Thing, which is
0: perfect. And yeah. people that are like Eminem's not that good, it's because you're not listening to his lyrics. Cause dude is the goat. And I, I, that's all I'm really gonna say about it. Listen to it and listen to the words that are being said. Cause Eminem's the greatest rapper of all time. And this album is one of his best. Uh, And I'm trying not to just like speak off the high of listening to such a good album right now. I'm very sure this will stand the test of time. It's a great album, music to be murdered by.
2: Yeah, that I love the album. And it's very good. And it just, I I don't know. I think one of the coolest things that I already mentioned about is that one of the things in, you know, one of the things in the album that I mentioned to you, AJ, before was uh, he talked about like the album revival about it sucked. And he also mm-hmm. talked about like how people had been saying for years that like all of his l- lyrics and uh, songs have no meaning, or so at least revival, because he was like, okay, well, I'll sing songs that mean something, and now everyone hated it, and now it's like, okay, what does this do? And so now he's just like going back to his roots of like just diss rapping and <laughs> going yeah. in. It, it's <laughs> so cool. It's so cool to watch or to listen. To. So, all right, great recommendation, yeah. Uh,
0: well, do you have something to recommend?
2: Oh yeah i um fortunately i was able to get a copy of god of war uh from some of our friends uh for the ps4 or yeah ps4 yeah it's super good oh my god it's so much fun i, I think you've played it haven't you aj
0: yeah yeah it's it really is great it's a masterpiece of a game
2: yeah it's very good and yeah if you haven't played god of war of ps4 it's uh, i don't know man it's so much fun um the store actually it's kind of disappointing i'm probably should have played more of it um, with probably should have played more of the side quests, which I didn't because I have finished the story mode and I am currently at like 40% game completion, which is terrible. (laughs) So yeah, pretty bad. But uh, the story mode for sure was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. I I wish I had played more God of War when I was younger because then I could have experienced the same stuff that you guys did in terms of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really enjoyed it. I, I, i don't have much to say about it in terms of like gameplay or whatever it was, it was but it was really good so
0: awesome uh i wholeheartedly agree matt you got anything
2: not really it's kind of been chill <laughs> all
0: right that's fine <laughs> uh to, to kind of touch up a little bit on it uh so spoilers if you haven't played god of war uh rec- listen to it and stop listening now uh what did you think of the the end and first of all did you get that spoiled for you beforehand story what ending the the reveal of who atreus is oh
2: yeah yeah no i didn't that was not spoiled
0: dude that i that wasn't spoiled for me either that is a great like moment it's a good pop if you uh if you yeah. don't have that spoiled for you that,
2: actually me and brandy were sitting in the same room when i was playing that ending and even she was like oh
0: <laughs> that's super good dude i'm it so hyped really for whatever cool. comes next
2: yeah I, that, that's because of I, I told her because of that happening is like there has to be another one coming on ps5 i'm like, very yeah. very sure yeah for I'm sure I'm sure
0: that's because they haven't done any they haven't i don't believe they've done any uh dlc or anything for it so like yeah. i'm sure like after the monstrous because that swept the uh the game awards that year <laughs> uh okay. god awarded like it, they won a, a bunch of uh, a fair amount of stuff I'm very sure that the studio immediately got to work on the the next one.
2: Yeah, and what's funny is there—it's one of those games or one of those stories that is like I—I I compare it to Inception because I just recently talked talk to Matt about this, which is funny because Matt had only recently watched Inception for the first time. <laughs> there I'm you like, go, Matt <laughs> recommend, recommends <Yeah>.
0: Inception, <laughs> a 2012 but, movie.
2: <laughs> you know, if you haven't seen Inception, essentially the story revolves around a very, very, very minute thing happening in the world, which is. The whatever the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character going into the mind of Scarecrow, whatever his actual <laughs> name is. What oh, I can't remember, I don't know his actual name. Uh, oh. I think it's something
0: Murphy. Still I like didn't even think about Murphy. that. Yeah, like Scarecrow. I
2: didn't even think about that. Yeah. But going into Cillian Murphy's uh dreams to essentially say, okay, we need to plant an idea in his mind that his uh dad doesn't love him and he's not able to run the company whenever his dad passes, essentially. That's the idea we're trying to plant and that's the entire movie like that's the in terms of actual like real time happening it's like a day and nothing really happens during the movie aside from that little piece of thing you know what i mean and it's pretty Mm -hmm. interesting how they can build an entire story around that little thing and it's actually like it's it's a super intense action movie lots of really cool stuff like lots of really cool ideas played around with the movie and like the way the world changes around them and it's really cool, but actual what happens is not very cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the guy going, like, if, if there was no dreams in between it, it would just be the guy goes on an airplane, and then he wakes up, and then he thinks that his dad doesn't love him anymore. <laughs> and that's all that happens in the movie. And that's the same way in God of War. In God of War, the entire story is get mom's ashes to mountain. That's it. And then there's a lot of stuff in between where it's like your obstacles to do that but it's not really that important. Like it's in terms of, we just have to, we have to get to ashes to the mountain boy, whatever it is. Like, this is so like, like it's cool that the, the, the journey is the cool part, no doubt, but actually like the only reason the game exists is for that purpose.
0: And it's, yeah. Kind of- I mean, I think that's, that speaks a lot about the quality of something If like the, the plot, can be easily explained like that right right but it's just like and it's fantastic <laughs> like yeah, that's exactly. and i remember watching a uh, with uh, inception like there's a bit that really like captures that moment of like what the crap is really going on? nothing is really happening here it's the scene <laughs> where they're all asleep in the van and they're uh they're they fall off the oh, or they drive off falling. the bridge and like their are like their arms all kind of like flail up because they're asleep <laughs> Like that's like, like watching that scene completely out of context and like without like the big booming <laughs> sound It's just like, what the freaking crap is this movie? People are asleep so much in this movie. And like, if you think about it, it's all it takes place in a dream. Like that's yeah, all exactly. so like all this like bombastic, you know, explosion, chasing, like extreme dialogue, you know, all this like emotional stuff. It's it's it in that movie didn't happen like yeah, exactly. actually.
2: Exactly. Uh, it's all the only thing that happened is dude got on a plane with people he didn't know, woke up and then hated his dad.
0: <laughs> so uh Inception's good. Uh check out Tenet if you haven't seen the trailer for that. Uh, Christopher Nolan directed Inception, and he's this new movie coming out uh, oh, Jul, uh, yeah. July this year is Christopher Nolan. He wrote it and directed it. And always keep your eyes out for, uh, for Nolan movies because they're great. It stars uh, uh, Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He was in uh, he was in like Kick Ass and uh, Godzilla. Uh, lots of people are uh, actually Michael Caine because he's in everything Nolan does. Uh, yeah. Watch the trailer and it has the same. Uh, first of all Nolan has a style but like it has the same like tone I feel like of inception. Hmm. It's I I don't know a lot. And that's actually the good part is the like literally on IMDb the plot uh, description for Tenet is an a- an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel and evolution.
2: That sounds fun.
0: Yeah, like what? Like if that you watch the trailer like you'll just see weird things or like uh there's a scene of like a ship uh i don't know sailing and so it's moving one way but like the waves are moving backwards in it so it it's it's sailing but it looks like someone's playing the footage of the waves back
2: what it the looks ri- it's, it's it just
0: screams no one because it just trailer. looks it visually looks freaking cool
2: yeah that's cool
0: yeah if you like uh if you like that stuff definitely check out Tenet. uh i mean i think that's it i think it's gonna wrap this episode up i know it was uh we didn't talk about a ton because we just we had, I had a lot to say about the Oscars and Grammys and poor. <laughs> we had a lot to say about Kobe, but yeah. uh, hopefully we'll be doing this more often again. Uh, hopefully next time Darren will sound better. <laughs> yeah. I need to get, for <laughs> need my get microphone. a cord.
2: <laughs> yeah. <rip-o. laughs> uh,
0: if there's anything that you want us to talk about as a viewer, let us know by sending us an email at genre geeks at gmail.com. And until next time. All
2: right. All right.